as the crisis and tension mount in Israel and Lebanon, stay with the MEP report for up-to-the-minute updates and analysis like this. If we base things then on, you know, the equivalent of Tonka trucks, like why not just have a whole series of things based on on that instead of stuff that's far more dangerous. You know, we could yeah. do that. Why don't we just generate a big mint system of like platinum Tonka trucks oh, and hand them out to awesome. each country and you can have that decide everything. That'd be awesome that would be generally. so much better. I absolutely agree. Oh. Or and then the world leaders would have Tonka truck be- races where they would dress up in the finest suits <laughs> and then like crawl <laughs> along the mud on their knees pushing the Tonka trucks and a- The MEP report saving the world with Tonka trucks. Left my home back in Omaha To see if I could make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for again, welcome uh, to Mep Report number 48, September 20th, 2007 Oh, alright <laughs> Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are coming to you live. Well, not really live, but we are coming to you from our brand new server in beautiful downtown Orem, Utah. Ladies and gentlemen. Utah. Coming through. Your download is coming through from Utah. That's right. So, We've moved servers, everybody. We got too many subscribers. This is a true story. Too many of you like us, and so we had to leave our old server. And we're That's now right. coming to you from a larger Expando server with lots of bandwidth from Orem, Utah. So Expando server. <laughs> yeah, we turned sure, our old server like Acenet into that movie, The China Syndrome. I don't know if you guys are familiar, where basically it sank into the ground and now is on its way <laughs> to the uh, the mantle, I believe. So Outstanding. Outstanding. We burned them up. Well, that's what Story's stated purpose was. Story's like, okay, we need to find a serving company no, that Russ's has... No, this was purpose. But, well, yeah. no, Russ's purpose was to break oh, the website. Oh, oh, oh. I, Russ's purpose was to but, break the site, yeah. But your purpose was to prevent the site from breaking by not only choosing a hosting company with good, you know, a good deal, but also one that far from any possible thing that could go wrong. Like, And he had to find the most boring <laughs> state in the world. He had to find the most boring area in the world <laughs> where there are no that, natural yeah. disasters, no terrorists care about it, nobody, it doesn't get too hot, right. it doesn't, you know, like, I guess if it topples I'm into really Salt Lake, like, maybe the servers would get corroded by salt, but that's the only I don't have really any issues Utah, with, uh, you know? with our webmaster being a paranoid, delusional, schizophrenic. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> that really is good for safety. Okay, we can't put it in my defense, the terrorists would attack the defense, servers. You know, there's all this stuff with DreamHost, and DreamHost has all of these promotional codes that make it really cheap, and I and DreamHost, like, gives away bandwidth like it's its job. It's phenomenal. Right. So I was all set on DreamHost, but then DreamHost, for those of you who might not know about this, if anyone stuck around from dig.com, you are the only people who probably know about this, <laughs> techie people like that. But the point is, in July, their server, like, completely melted because of the power outages they have in L.A. every 
summer right. because it's too hot and we rely on fossil fuels. So, yeah, so the servers melt, like, periodically in the summer. And L.A. or maybe Miami are, like, the two worst places I could think of to put just a server. Because just for likelihood of power outages. I mean, right. ultimately, the whole Internet is just a bunch of computers sitting in a bunch of rooms. And your website is only as good as those rooms what about What about in. the – no, it's no. True. What about the nice, airy place where everyone gets rewarded by having all the websites they could ever want if they've been really good during their life? What about that? You mean Al And the tubes. And the tubes, yeah, I know, I know. Oh my god, you know what? I actually have an announcement before we move on. If uh, anyone who's hanging around listening to the show is in the L.A. area, I will be performing at the Comedy Store on Sunday, October 29th at 8 p.m. I actually have tickets that I can give out, so if you guys email me at russetmetreport.com, I can send you tickets, you can get in for free. There are a few things that I can think of that would be more fun than hanging out with uh, some meppers after I do a set. So wow. if you guys want, you can that get in touch awesome. with me on that. How about that? That's pretty impressive. You know, I was just thinking and, today uh, that we out. should start a Mep Report raffle for emailers, so that we should do like some sort of giveaway. So that's fantastic. That will we should maybe roll that out. fall season. Yeah. We have giveaways. That's because great. Because my that's band fantastic. is actually, our album, our first album of my band is just about to go to the duplicator um, within the next couple of days. And so we could actually raffle off a copy of my band's new album if anybody's interested. Also, as part this of this Mep This is great. Thing, so. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say tickets to a show. And then I was like, we can maybe send a New York listener to Russ's L.A. Oh, comedy club routine. Oh, well, we could do that, routine. too. That's Isn't a good point. A, yeah, we could, New we could York definitely raffle off tickets LA to our show. Yeah, absolutely. We could raffle off show. people to the show. It would be great. And then we can ra- and then we can like have nobody, nobody's we can story getting the joke here. Story can have like take somebody to work, take somebody to work day where like story can actually you know oh, take yeah, somebody to work. I'll be like here, watch go make this. copies. <laughs> no story. You should, you should raffle off a spot in your softball game. That's obviously yeah. what you should. Or do. as oh, a character true. name in a new book, a character name in a new book. You oh. could be that too. That would be great. Yeah, and by 2010 you should have something that you can look at. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's me making a joke about my own slow writing, and we may give you our old server. We could do that too. We could throw that in the raffle. Just email us. Good <laughs> yeah. things will happen to you. Good things. It'll it'll be great. If you're Otherwise, into... we're gonna have to do a pledge drive. That's the thing that I was worried about. If uh, if our server if oh, this yeah. server breaks <laughs> and we keep having to buy servers, we're gonna have to do map report pledge drives, and we we'll find a way. Bags. So that you don't have to fast-forward through them. You can't fast-forward. To get to the good map content, you have to listen. It'll take over your iPod or something. <laughs> exactly. Still want, still want to subscribe? You enjoy? No. Hey, speaking of uh, things that could be auctioned off like tote bags, I should say that I have now joined the um, the MEP report, you know, things to buy stuff, because I actually have a MEP report oh. bag. I'm now going into work, which I'm a little bit concerned <laughs> about the great. professionalism of it. Like, I go into class, and they're like, oh, Dr. Wilson, what's awesome. the MEP report? I'm like, well, it's this comedy show I've heard of, and now I'm going to run away before you find out what it is. Um, but anyway, that's the, <laughs> Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. Idea. Can I just give a quick shout-out to all of Greg's students who uh, used to have respect for him last week? Yeah, exactly. Hey, what's that? I love What is the foundational literature for this moment in the scene we're discussing? And someone goes, and he goes, yes, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I know that I'm going to be in trouble when I walk in and someone in class is like, welcome to the class. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> That's so great. Oh boy. Hey, when is the expo coming up, Russ, that you're going to? Isn't there an LA Expo? The, the yeah, that's yeah, yeah. There, there is another event. There's the uh, the expo, which is uh, September 29th and 30th, Friday and Saturday, which is, I think it's called the Podcast and Portable Media Expo. It's in Ontario, California. Mm-hmm. So I will be there with my brand new uh, MEP Report 
baseball jersey t-shirt thing. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever Hot. owned, because I've never owned one of these baseball-style shirts before, which is kind of strange, but are you familiar with these things? They're kind of the I longer sleeves, right? I was going to get one, right? but apparently the sleeves are shorter, right? They're shorter. Yeah. They? I was going to ask you yeah. if this is like, I was like, this is the crappiest thing I've ever seen. The sleeves <laughs> only go up to like my elbow. What kind of stupid shirt is that? Buy the baseball jersey. <laughs> it's yeah. the crappiest thing you've um, ever seen. <laughs> you've ever seen. Good job, marketing no director Us. I was actually, I, I mean, I went know. through the same thing. I was going to buy it, and Emily was like, do you really want the shorter sleeves? I know you hate, like, you know, half sleeves, which I do. I like them either short or long, but I hate the, like, middling rolled up. Can't do it. And uh, she saved me from a terrible fate. Woo. But so, there is also I, yeah, a regular yeah, yeah, short sleeve shirt, That's why they're called right? baseball shirts. I thought it was because they have the different colored sleeves from the torso, and that's right. why it has to be So did I. I mean, I think that is why. Because, I mean, you don't see baseball players wearing two-thirds sleeves and being uncomfortable all game. That's not baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works. I'm not cold. I'm not so, warm. I want to roll my sleeves up. I don't know what to do. So I have a quick story. It, it'll be quick. Okay. Uh, and especially since I think we're becoming a community calendar this episode, and I want to head that off of the path. <laughs> right, let's go. I, I appreciate that. Um, that's right, what it definitely, sounds definitely. like. Yes. <laughs> so two days ago, or yesterday, rather, actually, yesterday, Tuesday, I two days uh, ago went from into... Tomorrow. <laughs> right, from tomorrow. I'm Five days ago when you're listening to this, you know, when we actually get it right. posted. Something like that. Yes, I went yes. to lunch, and I go to lunch often, at least once or twice a week at this Thai place, this Thai restaurant, that is always broadcasting CNN. And I had the incredible moment of uh, being in a Thai restaurant that has CNN on, which, like, there are probably only two or three places like that in the country. I mean, that's not a, not a big combination that you often see. CNN plus and, Thai, uh, right. And on CNN, uh, in the middle of Wolf Blitzer's show, they had Just In, and there was a coup in Thailand, and suddenly everyone right. was gathering around and watching tanks rolling through Bangkok, and I was in the middle of a Thai restaurant with all of these native Thai speakers, and it was very, very surreal. So what today I went to lunch... Uh, they just sort of it, it, they just talked hurriedly in Thai for a couple minutes, and everybody looked at the screen, and then everybody went back to what they were doing before. So you oh, know, well, it looks like the food's going to be successful. <laughs> Today, right. I went to an American food restaurant, and uh, sadly, didn't didn't work. Of course, of course, it's great. Come on, <laughs> cool. come on, come on, cool. Cool. Show yeah. me military cool. Well, you know what was interesting Ding. is that number five story. on the board. This had to be sort of the mildest and most popular military coup ever. It was like if you heard the guy, the mili- the guy who was the head of the military was almost apologetic for the coup. He was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, but the guy doesn't know what he's doing, and I'm giving it over to a new person as soon as this other guy gets out of power." I'm really sorry. Yeah, that we've I had a never coup. heard this line before. Well, yeah, for but Vez the thing Musharraf. is, though, I know, I know I'm only here for a month. I then know. we'll have elections. I'm aware of that. The guy. Who are like moving the capital of Burma to a mountainside somewhere? <laughs> we're only here for a week. Uh, by the way, we're going to rename the country, move the capital, and you'll never hear from us again. Bye. <laughs> we'll that was like, soon. oh come on. Yeah. Where are you supposed to live in Nepal other than mountainsides? Or Burma, that's where our new studio is going to be. So we'll be hanging yeah. out with them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Strange. But it was so, strange. Yeah. So, and, and then the guy declared a state of I emergency in absentia, which I also thought was interesting. Like, he's sitting and he's like, there's a state of emergency. And everyone's like, uh, yes, there is a state of emergency. You're no longer the head of the government. That would sort of by default be he, a state like, of emergency. He's head out. He's like, state of emergency. He's underneath his bunker. And he's like, emergency. And we're like, what? <laughs> emergency. <laughs> I think he's declaring a state of emergency. <laughs> he goes and hides back under his blanket. Yep. Did you guys see the... Uh, the Hugo Chavez stuff. I was a big fan. He called Bush the devil, oh, yeah. right? Wasn't that what he did? 
Like, push it to yeah. the devil. He gave a speech in the UN, and he was like, this table smells of sulfur. The devil was here yesterday. <laughs> it was awesome. And then he made the sign of a cross in front of the UN. He's like, devil. Yeah, they, they <laughs> actually... Oh, pure entertainment. The description of the speech was funny, because they said that much of Chavez's speech received titterings of uh, laughter throughout the auditorium. Like, you could just see Yemen being like... He's like, the, like devil, and Yemen's like... <laughs> He's like, I mean, uh, right, right, yes. <laughs> like, I just had a civet there, like, this guy is great. He's like, but wait, another thing. Yeah, like, Did you hear France. the one about the leftist who took over? You know, and he, Canada. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Iran. <laughs> Almost yeah. every major country in the world. Yes. So then after they had broadcast that news at the Thai restaurant, they flash back to, like, all of these Republicans defending, well, we might have to go to war with Iran because of weapons of mass. No, I know what you're thinking. And Wolf Blitzer <laughs> was just giving them this look like, oh, come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Come on, really? And it's like, I know, I know what you're thinking. I know we've been here before. And he's uh, like, and he was like, now, do you understand why critics might have a problem with some of your intelligence? Possibly, maybe, maybe. And then he's like, well, no, I don't think so. I mean, intelligence can be wrong for a variety of reasons, and just because it was wrong before. Yes, in this case, yeah. the variety was awesome. all of the above. It was wrong for all of the above reasons. That's true. Very much digging the tactics of, uh, what's his name, Ahmadinejad? Is that the guy? Ahmadinejad, yeah. yeah. That is guy. the guy's name. Ahmadinejad. Good pronunciation. Yeah. All right, thank you. I've been enjoying his tactics. If you've been following the news, there's like a definite progression of things that he's doing to distract the U.S. from imposing sanctions on Iraq and the U.N. So, like, clearly the first thing that he did was he wrote this big letter, right? And he's like, well, there's no way Bush will ever get through this. This will buy me at least six months because it's like a 10-page letter. Right. <laughs> and then Bush goes to the U.S. Because, he's like, because oh, like, page three doesn't mail. make any sense. Page three is like a recipe for, like, his mother's cooking. He's just like, you know, oh, exactly. this is a wonderful recipe. They're like, wait, what does this mean? It's a recipe. He knows. Quick, send this to somebody. Large <laughs> pieces of literature are very intimidating. It's exactly. like the 20 with a bunch of Monopoly money wrapped inside of it. Like, it's just a very intimidating Thing. <laughs> uh, he's like, have, he so calls, up, that, he calls he... up Bush. He's like, have you gotten to page three yet? And Bush is like, uh, uh, he's like, you know, it's page yeah. three. And then he's like saying to him, I told him it's page he's three. Like, it's actually the recipe. There are pictures on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Bush, it totally pictures? backfired. Because there's no way Bush was even going to look at something that big. So Bush didn't read it. And he said right. he didn't read it. He, I had no intention of reading it. Right. So then Ahmad Najad's like, okay, shit. They're going to impose sanctions. All right, Hezbollah, go kidnap some guys. And that was good. That bought him, like, four weeks, almost. Right. The whole world was very distracted. But then they got right back on point, and they're like, no, no, we're going to deal with Iran. And then what was the next thing they did? Oh, he challenges George Bush to a debate, which is, like, no way. Awesome. I really enjoyed that one. Could Bush really show his face with another world leader wanting to debate him? You know he doesn't want to debate anybody ever, much less, you know, a man who he considers, well, he tells everyone else that the guy's a raving lunatic, but could not hold a candle in, like, an intellectual discussion with Ahmad Najad, I would bet. Well, right. I don't know about that. I, so just that think, was, yeah. I think they're both lunatics oh, is the problem. Oh, come on. Well, they're both lunatics. That's the I issue. I mean, they're both lunatics, but one of them's coherent. Oh, that's true. He's coherently lunatic. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and we yeah. know he's literate because he can write the letter, so he's got that going that's for him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so that didn't work because Bush is like, no, I, I'm not going to debate you. Next. And then he's like, damn it. And then he pulled out the <laughs> final straw. And I don't know if you guys read about this. It was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. There was an article released from Iran claiming Iran had claimed that they had found the cure for AIDS. I'm not kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like what? two weeks ago. 
there was an article of the AP Wire that was like Iranian scientists have made a huge breakthrough in like what? the fighting of autoimmune. And he's like, you want to blow up Iran? Then you blow up the cure to AIDS. Exactly. <laughs> he was like, you wouldn't embargo oh the cure for AIDS, would you? That's the you funniest the thing I've passes, ever heard. You? How did I miss this? Where was this? Did wow. this like, why are they not still talking about this? Um, that is so I guess amazing. People didn't exactly take it very seriously for some reason. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, that's shocking. And it was <laughs> Katie Quirk was not going to be reporting on this story. This was going to be more of a FARC news type of deal, right. which is where I found it. So then, but I thought it was the awesome thing that is ever. Great. Like, wait, that wait, is so great. Wait, we've cured AIDS. I'm sorry. We need more, more supplies. He's we sitting have around the AIDS in a meeting. If you want, he's sitting and around the in a meeting. The cure to like, AIDS yeah. is you. Uranium. Enriched <laughs> exactly. uranium. Exactly. <laughs> we need shipments now. It's Don't ask more centrifuges, Send please. The uranium. <laughs> it's shockingly coincidental, but if you enrich uranium to make what seems like weapons grade plutonium, it's actually weapons grade HIV treatment. I don't know how it works. It just, yeah. you know, it just happens that way. They no like one, bring a wheelbarrow no ever full of corpses <laughs> to the UN and they're like, look, we injected all of these AIDS people with the uranium. No more AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> the UN's like, but they're corpses. Uh, Look, we we're here to solve problems uh, in Iran. No. That we're is not so here to debate the right funny. Letters. So clearly, so now he's sitting around oh, with this dear. cabinet. He's like, "What's next?" And they're like, "The only thing we can do is challenge the United States soccer team to a match. The winner will be able to gain whatever power they want." He's like, excellent. That'll be our next it's distraction. Conquer tracks, actually. Yeah, it's time. He's so, like, I heard on this great podcast. Of it's time for Tonka Truck. Well, Waiting. but that's actually not that far from the truth. <laughs> remember that. Remember that he also had a, had a cartoon contest sponsored, and which is a response to the Muslim cartoons, where Iran oh, sponsored right, something yeah. where they said you can send in cartoons which deny the existence of the Holocaust, and it was obviously a way to sort of tweak Israel and to like you know comment that you know free speech only works in one direction or whatever. But again, it's Man. like all of a sudden I Iran is trying to become you know because we're this stable power that everyone trusts. So why don't you come to Iran? It's like. Uh, uh, you know, Iran is so great. They're like the NPR of the right-wing fanatical world. They like fund all these creative <laughs> projects. They get people involved. They weave oh baskets made of dead babies. They're just so creative. I love them. Iran's awesome. There you go. Story and I like. Well, yeah, I think the only yeah. thing the only thing they've got left is to just like you know have a some kind of a, a what you call it press conference with Bush and Ahmadinejad, and then Ahmadinejad goes. Oh my God! Look at that! And Bush is like, "What? Where?" And then Ahmadinejad runs away. <laughs> look! Oh, oh my God! He's gonna say, like breaks a breaks a ball over his head or something. He stabs him in the back. No, no. Actually, sure. what he does That's instead the, the same seems a lot more reasonable. He starts making himself <laughs> yeah. into some kind of a supervillain. So like, you know, he'd like look over there, and then he like not he like shoots this capsule at his feet, and this big puff of smoke comes up, and then he disappears. It's like, where's the leader of Iran? He vanished today in a pot in a puff of smoke, and no one really has seen him. But his advisors say that he's been seen in his secret mountain hideaway, and he's now calling himself Dr. Death. And everyone's like, what does that mean? Yeah. Or Alibaba, which <laughs> Ali is like Baba. really the mythology that you're calling upon. <laughs> he like nods yeah. his head and disappears. First to there you go. <laughs> he tells Bush, the Open only way to defeat the rat, first you must, defeat, for AIDS. you must defeat my the 40 thieves. You must defeat all 40 thieves. If you level up after defeating debate. 40 thieves, you can then defeat me, the leader of Iran, and then, and then you win. For AIDS. 
This is like a bad video game. This is really getting I mean. trippy. You're like, it's really too much. It's like, it's like, did you get to the boss yet? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. President Bush. It's like, President Bush, we've learned that the only way to defeat them is to play what is known only as an MMORPG. We don't know what this means, but they say if you level up far enough, you can raid Iran and then you'll win. We don't really know how it works. Wait, wait, Mr. Bush. Mr. Bush, stop. No sanctions. Stop. Wait, did you know? I'm your father. Nobody told you it's true. You're my son. You can't. You can't. What are you going to do? I'm your father. You feel sympathy. I just made a wrong turn at some point. Oh, you are G.W. Ahmadinejad. Come to me. We will rule the earth as father and son. That's true. Okay. Speaking of which, that's well, a good segue. Me. That's a good segue. George because George W. Bush Sr. did spend a lot of time. In yeah, it's no, a good segue because I wanted to bring something up about Star Wars. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but the you know that the new the originals after George Lucas swore he would never do this, he's actually releasing the originals on DVD again. The original movies, he swore he would never do this, mm-hmm. but he's going to do that now. But he's like, I won't make two billion dollars in five minutes. I won't. I won't. I, pro- I promise. Okay, okay right. I will. Fine. But here's but just the thing: once, and maybe in another couple of years. Exactly. So okay, here's the fine. thing, right? It's, no, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to resist all that money. Did it, yeah. I know exactly. <laughs> Do you know what it is that he actually did on these DVDs when he put them together? You would think. Now remember, this is George Lucas, right? So what is Lucas Arts known for in terms of video quality? Like, if you think about them, you always think of they're always like anal about having the m- best video quality yeah but i mean like you know audio quality is unbelievable you know they have thx and they have like dolby surround 5.62 or whatever it is like they're they're always like supposed to be the top of the line highest video quality right so what he did in this dvd was he actually took the originals that he had had on laserdisc no, I don't even remember when the hell Laserdisc was around, but, you know, 87? I don't even know. I did Laserdisc. briefly in the early Because there was a yeah. video game called Revolution X in arcade 10 years ago starring Aerosmith. The game was Aerosmith is killing some kind of New World Order fascist, and one of the weapons was... Instead of grenades, you would shoot laser discs as people. Ah, that's quality. It was awesome. That's good quality. <laughs> so laser discs. I am so terrified that you know that information. Well, this yeah. I, I, I played this deal. game a lot when I was 12. I was a big fan. It was like a really cool <laughs> shoot 'em up game. And then every time you finish a board, like you hear, even Tyler dude looks out like a like, lady. Great job. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> get on the bus. Do the tour. Oh crap. Move order. Shoot 'em. Laser disc. Yeah. So laser So anyway, so he took the originals without doing anything to remaster them. He didn't even make them anamorphic, which means if you have a widescreen TV or you have actually any modern TV from the last 10 years, it won't look any different as if you had had some piece of crap TV from like 30 years ago. He did nothing to it at all. So the reason he did this, obviously, is no one's going to buy it, or not a lot of people are going to buy it, and he's going to be like, well, see, uh, you said you wanted this, but see what you really wanted was my vision. Now take a look at the special edition version with the super quality, powerful... It's like, no, we want the movies that are good, and we want them in good quality, not your crap-ass laser disc, some guy spills ketchup on the videotape recorder, and that's what we end up getting on our DVD. I mean, that's what he's doing here. No, it'll it'll sell like crazy, and he'll be like, "Look, free money. No work, free money." I could have worked for a little more money, but why do that? When, when I can, can get free, free money? money, I suppose so. I guess you there's know what I mean? get both, This is but. a great segue, even though it may be a little premature. 
I only have like 12 channels in high definition out of the 500 million channels that I have. So I'm only right. really al right. allowing myself to watch like 10 channels because right. I want to make the full use out of my TV. Right. One of those channels is HDNet Movies, and they play these awesome old obscure movies that like they'll play Raging Bull and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And what I saw the other night, I didn't know existed, but I, it was fascinating. It was George Lucas's student project. Oh, God. I don't know if he had this yeah. produced, yeah. like, before. I have a feeling he did it just after Star Wars because he had some money and he wanted to, you know, share his vision with the world. The movie is called THX 1138, yeah. which is obviously where the THX thing comes from. It's terrible. It is mm -hmm. creepy as all get out. It's like cold dystopia where benevolent robot socialists fascists rule the world in other it's words really Lucas creepy Hearts, right lucas hearts where lucas hearts in other words world? everyone needs to see this movie immediately okay. <laughs> it is awesome i see <laughs> robert duvall stars in this movie i was like young robert duvall i was waiting for you to be like and then what happens is one of them takes a laser disc and throws it at the screen it's just like go see thx <laughs> the movie you've never even heard of right and then you're like laser disc <laughs> like in the game that's probably exactly what they're like. Do you ever have this experience where you're like trolling through, you're going through channels late at night, and you come across a movie with some guy starring in it, and you wonder what on earth caused this actor to end up in this particular movie? You ever heard of a movie called Westworld? It's this movie where like it's basically a science oh fiction God. movie. Waterworld. It's no, no Westworld. With my Ewell friend, Brenner. My friend is obsessed with that movie. With Westworld, He's really? Obsessed with Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's this. It's the movie starring Yul Brenner, who's the guy from The King and I. Okay, I don't know how to describe him and he's like or this the ten commandments he plays the uh, the pharaoh uh oh yeah that's right he does he does for, that as well for the jews that are listening uh, if you only watch tv during passover you'll know yul brenner as the pharaoh in the movie <laughs> <laughs> so now we're all caught up uh and yeah and so he plays this this cowboy this like space cowboy who's trying to bring order to some mine on some devastated planet and there's just it's, it's just weird and you keep coming back to it it's like it's like and you keep seeing yul brenner i mean it would be the equivalent of i'm trying to think of example It'd be like henry fonda showing up in star wars as darth vader or like some old style actor like you know groucho marx playing the part of the guy like the lead from shawshank redemption like groucho marx or, or playing like, the guy in prison, like a shakespearean like. actor ending up on star trek the next generation or something Just hey something that was totally worth it up and uh, i think you'll find this interesting story because i know you haven't seen this because nobody's seen this except for greg and me because my friend is obsessed with it but Clearly. it's actually really interesting it basically is essentially Disneyland, right? It's a theme park, but the theme is <laughs> oh, that's right. you get to live out your fantasy, and there are three options. One is like a medieval world. One is Westworld, which is where the movie One is Hibernia, focuses. one is Albion, yeah. and the third is Medgar. And you pay $13 oh, no a month how, for <laughs> access to this realm. $13 a month. Only. Right. And since it was made in the 60s, instead of it being an MMORPG, it's a real-life right. interaction with robots. And so, but they're completely human-like. You can't tell the difference. Okay. So in Westworld, sure. essentially, you get to walk around like an old West town and just blow people away right. at will and have sex with, like, robot whores and kill robot gunslingers and live out your fantasy. It's like a really expensive fantasy cowboy camp. Well, let me guess. Something right. goes wrong. I think it was wrong. a brilliant idea for a movie. Well, of course. <laughs> a whole no. community of robots. Then the dinosaurs die when you shoot down them. the area. I swear on my life they're remaking <laughs> Certainly Westworld. Certainly not this. It is coming out this <laughs> year. You can IMDB it. You can look it up. I tell oh, the truth. Goodness. They decided this movie needs to be remade with uh, THX-like effects. Let's do it again. <laughs>
Oh goodness! With uh, with George Lucas at the helm, I'm sure. Exactly, and I only know this because That's my phenomenal. friends and I thought it would be a great idea for us to rewrite Westworld and make it into a new script, but it was already done. <laughs> they taken the idea like, before we even thought of it. They my idea. He's sitting there ridiculing something, and it's really just jealousy. That's all it is. Can much. you believe? Like, Some asshole did exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> so fine. So, they were idiots about ten months before I was, but they're still idiots. These are yeah. some obscure things, man. If we get people's homework to watch, oh, watch really? THX 1138 and Westworld, you can't beat uh, that for podcast movie recommendations. Nope. Nobody's talked about those two movies in one sentence oh. in about 25 years. Or will again, or should. Or should. Or, or should have mentioned it the first time, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of playing against robots, how was that? I think that worked. I've, I don't uh, know. Where are you going? I was going to say, well, I've you don't have to those robots. You. You're just like, I'm going to throw out what sounds segue-ish and hope somebody jumps in and is like, oh, yeah. I was exactly. thinking about, oh, God. I we need new writers. robots <laughs> because of that Comedy Central show with Robot Wars. I built a little thing. Oh, yeah. No. I was actually going to talk about yeah. MVP 2005 and the, uh, the MVP okay. difficulty on MVP 2005. The last, the last good baseball game that will be made for 20 years until EA yeah. gets their license back. Right. Until the movie Westworld okay, becomes reality, this is the best baseball <laughs> emulator that you will ever see. We should say very quickly for new it listeners. It is amazing. Well, before we and get that, the, the new listeners should know that Russ and Story, but particularly Russ, play so much of this game. Like, Russ is, I think, on his fourth season of MVP, MVP Baseball 2005. I yeah, haven't like, even made it to the playoffs yet of the first season. Thank you very much. Right. I'm about three days behind real time in my season. Yes. So, back <laughs> off. I mean, as far as I was concerned, I had mastered the hell out of this game. On the second hardest difficulty, I'd gotten like 154-8. and eight. I'd won three straight World Series. All that was left was the MVP difficulty mode. So I'm like, oh, let's just do it. Then I'll never have to play the game again once I beat that. Oh my God! It is so hard. It like it's like you have cement blocks. All of your defenders around the infield have cement blocks <laughs> in their spikes, so they can't move. They always dive the wrong way. It like literally takes like a computer hand and like messes up your fingers on the controller as you're trying to do things in MVP <laughs> mode. The it's like they hire an eight-year-old PS2 controller to annoy you. And it's like, yeah. Why yeah. Are you and so I have a ritual that I do before I even think about taking on the computer on MVP mode. Okay, first I just sit in the dark for about an hour and just meditate and slow down my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Then I soak my He's feet like in a real hitter. He's like Ichiro for preparing for an yeah. at-bat. This, this is, is the phenomenal. only way to beat this game. He's to see. They should put this in a cheat guide. Great ones above. Put this verbatim oh in a cheat Help guide. Me it's to the only way to win. The baseball player the that mode. can win MVP mode. Take the cement blocks from my feet. Then you need to stretch. Feet. Stretch for about a half hour. Stretch for about and a half hour. And it helps you give like a mantra. You know, something calming that you can say to yourself over and over again. To really just slow down the mind. I am Derek Jeter. I am Derek Jeter. Turn, I am Derek turn Jeter. Turn off all extraneous sounds in the game. Turn off the idiot broadcasters. Turn off the music. Oh, yeah. Leave the game sound effects on. It helps to have some kind of techno or perhaps Buddhist chanting if you have it on MP3. Wait, 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 wait. You can you play like that. that kind wait a minute, of yeah, wait a minute. Techno or Buddhist chant? Like that. He's like either either techno Anything or rhythmic. Buddhist chant or, you know, swing <laughs> yeah, yeah. or country music. Any of those <laughs> will do just fine. 
Surprisingly here, Russ recommends it really helps to have Russ's two favorite kinds of music in the background. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't Next know how much step. I like Buddha's chanting, to be fair, but okay. I think it helps, though. You like it way more than most anyone else I know. This experience has nothing to do with enjoying yourself. It's no. all about just trying to, be to beat fair, the Russ, game. It's you enjoy yourself for about 20 minutes with a video game, and then you spend the rest of the time, like the next seven years, trying to beat the game. So exactly. the enjoyment level is really just like the high of opening the box. Exactly. And then it's this is great. And then and then like, you're a this man is on terrible. A right, right. You're on the money. I just and then how do you beat the game? I have to be yeah. in the mindset where my mind becomes one with the universe, and the past, the present, and the future meld into one thing. So that I am at all times, everywhere, at once. Um, I become omnipresent, and I channel the universe through my eyes. Do you use a wireless mouse for this? Or? And then I okay, Russ is like, step six, multiply yourself by nine times as though you were cloned. Good, now you can press all the buttons. Good, now you're omnipotent. This is the mindset what? you need. Then, I need to do things to like prepare before I mentally prepare for the actual game. I literally have like listened to Don Mattingly batting coach lectures oh, on how to hit God. in the major leagues. Like, zone in for your pitch. Wow. Wait for your pitch. And this helps. Except, it helps. except that he does it, it to really his techno music. Game. Zone in for your pitch. pitch. Zone in for your pitch. Pitch. Real-life advice on how to approach hitting in baseball helps you to hit in the game. It's amazing. <laughs> It is a good game. It is. That and so doesn't with, surprise me about the game. With all of these tactics, I'm about four games over 500 right now. <laughs> <laughs> After going 154 and eight last year. Right. If That's I don't phenomenal. do these things, I will lose like 28 to nothing. Like the computer will embarrass and me. That's just it's not really fun. sad. What I love is that the computer is doing the exact same thing, except it's doing it all in ones and zeros. So it sits in a dark room, and it's just yeah. like one, zero, one, zero. And it's like zero, zero, one, 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 zero, 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 zero. You know, and it's got and to be the same thing. And then it hears a binary translation of Don Mattingly and kicks the crap out of Russ. Swing for like, the zero. Swing for <laughs> the zero. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Basically. One, one, zero, 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 one, 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 zero, 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 one, one, zero, zero, one, 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 zero, if you want to beat the game on the hardest difficulty, you basically have to evolve into the Star Child from 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's all I'm saying. You if you can do that, about? then you're all set. Oh my god, it's full of stars. You know, the Star Baby. Yes, yes. Yeah, the end of 2001 A Space Odyssey, where it's like the evolved form of man who can control all things. So if you just show it a monolith, god then like all man. it would understand what's going on. Come on, on this is so much less obscure than Westworld, it's not even funny. <laughs> This is worlds away from West. This is 2001, the most popular, uh, or rather, but see, the, the foundational is, science fiction what? movie ever made. Like no, 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 finish that sentence. So. The most popular no, no. in what? The, in, th <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> the most popular movie in Thailand right now. 2001, the most popular... The yeah. mo okay, I, I can actually do it. I'll answer my own challenge. The most popular movie ma named 2001. There you go. Ever made. It is very popular. It is pure numbers. <laughs> and, then, and there it is. Right, there you and go. And there it is. Um, uh, you know what? Seven might be close. There's got to be something else. Yeah, seven. seven. Seven might be close. Seven was a phenomenal movie. That's a great movie. I think movie. seven I like probably outgrossed 2001. Maybe. It probably. Well, probably it outgrossed did. it because they calculate grosses based on current ticket prices. Yeah. And they're like, Gone <laughs> with the Wind, 975th biggest movie ever. Movie released last week, The Ten People and a Chicken Saw. Biggest movie ever. Yes! 
ten people I mean, and the chicken. The chicken was a big spender, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's true. Oh my god. Actually, gosh. that reminds me of a like story. He didn't know what he was that, doing with currency. That reminds me of a story. I was gonna. I was, chickens can't spend money. I was gonna mention this. This is from a few weeks ago, but does it really? My mother went to see about a chicken in a movie. Not maybe? quite about the chicken, but seven chickens. Um, seven chickens. But it has to do with people who don't. <laughs> okay. People who go see movies. My mom went to see uh, World Trade Center. <laughs> And or she thought she was going to okay. see World Trade Center, so she was kind of gearing herself up for it. She walks into the theater, oh God. and she sits down, and she looks around, and she notices she notices that there's lots of that. there's lots of kids in the theater, and she's like, "Wow, well, I guess their parents are trying to, you know, give them some information about stuff." And she notices there's a lot a lot of teeny boppers and a lot of you know 13, 14, 15 year olds. She's like, "Wow, this is this is strange. I guess they all really want to find out more about this." And then she starts watching the previews, and the previews are for all things like upcoming Lindsay Lohan movies and stuff like that. She's like, wait a minute. <laughs> then the opening credits rolls. It's like, now it's time to step up. She had accidentally walked into the movie theater for Step Up, the teen dance movie, which was like, you know, the summer dance movie of the summer. And she was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> so she, and of course, I was like, so you left the theater, right? She's like, well, no, because I had already paid for it at that point. So instead of seeing World Trade Center, <laughs> she saw the Step Up dance movie, which was not quite... So she was like, I was geared that up for World awesome. Trade Center, and instead I saw that is a dance movie. And so you <laughs> asked your mom how the movie was, and she was like, well, it was a little strange. It was strangely symbolic. I guess they were trying to prove exactly. that the terrorists didn't stop their way they of life. They didn't stop us from so dancing. Exactly. Under any adversity, <laughs> we continued to answer the call and step up. <laughs> Now dance with me. <laughs> yeah. That would have been That's great. Awesome. If, like, that happened That's to me, really I mean, great. this would have been probably horrible, but in five years later, it might have been great. If, if we remember, you know, George Bush announcing this to the nation, he's like, but he's not going to stop our way of life, especially to jock jams. Y'all ready for this? And then you start having all the military personnel, like, breaking out of the, you know, exactly. breaking out of the woodwork and dancing. I was like, at 5'9", carrying an M16, <laughs> and killing 27 Iraqis in a single blow. Derek Johnson! Jones! <laughs> can you imagine, like, all the chiefs of staff would be soldiers <laughs> and criticizing them every day. At 6'2", 190, <laughs> Donald Rumsfeld! <laughs> 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 Oh my God! Coming from an We're undisclosed really location, from that, put your hands together for the most evil man in the United States government, Richard Cheney. <laughs> Great, you pull up the New York Knicks announcer, Richard Cheney. <laughs> oh my God! I know exactly, that was. Can you imagine? And we have to start out with a spotlight, right? Where like it's the Rose Garden, right? That they've like put you know sheets oh, yeah. over it and everything. It's dark, and all of a sudden you hear like. Right. And there's spotlights going around. Four-star general from your United States Army. I'm busy with that. And then they'd introduce, like, he'd be, he'd be meeting with, like, Iran. He'd be meeting with Aminajad. So he'd just be like, and the Iranian president Aminajad. Aminajad. Here he is. And now, like, on the other side. Saddam yeah, dictator exactly. Saddam Hussein. And then, it, and then if that's right, and if Hussein gets convicted Terrorist at the end of the trial, o Osama at the end of the trial, Laden. if he gets convicted, they start playing. Hey, starting at guard Kim Il Jong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and at other guard Kim Jong Il. Ladies and gentlemen, the axis of evil. And now for your United States. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that is so funny. You know, the truth Assistant is... Assistant head coach Tony wow. Black. The tr- <laughs> Jock jams are really good. You know, the thing is, if you go to any of these arenas and you listen to them actually playing the sounds, half of the times you can't even understand what they're saying. It's just as I swear that it's just designed to get the people excited without making any sense. So the guy who does the Orlando Magic announcing, dude, it's a frenzy. What's great? That's right. Well, what they do when they come out, when the Magic come back out on the floor after a timeout, is they go, "Let's get ready for the Magic." But he does it so rushed up, and his vo- all you hear in his voice is his voice getting really excited, and people cheer anyway. So people are mulling about, and he's like. It's if you realize you're actually rooting for the, Orla- for the Orlando Magic, you're going to leave. Yeah, so, I guess so. And then you won't buy so. concessions. And then the team but he gets could say even anything. Worse. He could just be like, uh, that's a garlic bread. Come on and get up. We've got some fresh arugula. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what's he going to do? Like, arugula. Put your hands together for the team that gave $400 million to Grant Hill so he could watch video games on TV. Orlando. Go. Put your <laughs> yeah, it's true. exactly. I mean, come on. I like it. It's terrible. It's totally true. That's that old uh, Eddie Izzard routine. It's uh, 70% how you sound, 20% mm. how you look, and 10% what <laughs> and you say. And none of it is how you say it. None of and it. It has nothing to do none with remembering it. anything or either, what, which what is you why say. I don't. Right. It's true. I don't even remember which what he why said, we have but he really it was funny. George W. Bush. Funny. He was great at that time. Right. It's why George W. Bush is president. Because nobody's oh, paying know attention. One late announcement in the show. I meant to congratulate uh, George W. Bush. We're all very proud of him. Today on Fark.com, he took down the grand prize in the uh, World Stupidity Awards. This was wow. a real thing okay. posted on a website. Wow. And he he beat out both the oil industry, several other. Mel Gibson, he beat out Mel Gibson. It was a close race. Wow. A couple other guys. And he took down the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award for the World Stupidity wow. Awards. What does so, he win? I mean, Phenomenal. you know, when he puts Good his work. mind to it, he can accomplish things. Was that for well, saying that he was going to invade Pakistan today on CNN? Was that why he won that? Well, what's so funny You're is kidding, right? he, he fo- no, him. he followed up. Uh, no, I'm not, He's kidding, not kidding at all. He followed he up one bad in an thing. interview that he would be willing yeah. to invade Pakistan. But this was backing up from what? the first time because what happened what? was he said two stupid things in a row. First, he said, "Well, you'd have to get the." Per-, he said quite reasonably, "You'd have to get the permission from the president of the Pakistan to enter his country with military force." I was like, "Oh, I'm glad that you've learned that you need to get his permission." He's like, "But you know, Just if like we, we got do." Permission from Saddam. Then he follows that up, which is already a stupid comment, because it's like, why would you even say that you wouldn't have to do that? And he follows it up with, well, if bin Laden was there, of course we'd go in. And they're like, uh, what if they said no? And they're like, what well, does it matter, because bin Laden's there. So it's bin Laden. You're either with the terrorists or against us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're either with so, us or against us. So then he's like, well, I'm going to say something, and five seconds later, if bin Laden's there, then I'm going to take it back. It doesn't matter. We wouldn't ask permission. <laughs> We're going to invade Pakistan. I don't think there will be any repercussions or fallout for that, though. Oh, fallout. Good word. Pretty. I would hope no fallout. Yeah, I mean, amongst the Pakistani people, you know, America is very well liked. It has nothing <laughs> to do true. with the regime that's friendly with us, you know, uh, out of convenience. But yes. We have their support. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, well, I mean, to be fair, it does border Iran, and uh, it actually would link, the, link all the wars, you know, and Afghanistan. I mean, Iran is the great link, because that's the missing ground between Afghanistan and Iraq, and then Bush thinks that would make it all a well, one-front war. Well, could we build a monorail to North Korea to tie that And then we too. could expand it. It's the monorail to North yeah, Korea. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Monorail. There's a slightly influential country in between there. If we do that, then it's really all over. I just build a monorail straight up, and then you go straight down into North Korea without going through China. That's all. You just go straight mm-hmm. over it, and then you just dive it straight down. Right, exactly. Right. They're like, what are you doing? The We're like, building a monorail. A-frame. Coming in at 2,000 miles high, the world's largest A-frame monorail over China. 
Good Lord. Okay. You know why they're doing that, though? It's all about the Caspian Sea. Some people call me a conspiracy theorist. Other people say I just take a bunch of crap and make it logical. But, no, this is the whole reason that all these wars exist. Okay. Why we went to Afghanistan. It's why we have uh, you know, of Michael set up Moore. military bases. Really? Because I never saw the movie, if that's also his theory. Yeah, that's this cool. is like a key tenet of the movie. It's about oh, the Caspian Sea. This is why I keep telling you I don't need to see that movie, because I already am like yeah. on top of all of it. Yeah, it's about surrounding the Caspian it. Sea, which is the, uh, the largest untapped um, source of uh, fossil fuels on the planet. And we want access to it. Or, more correctly, Chevron wants access to it, and, you know, we're run exactly. by Chevron, so that's important right. to know. <laughs> the U.S., Chevron. a division of Chevron. Yeah, pretty much. It's absolutely true. And Iran is definitely the last bordering nation that we don't have either control over or, you know, multiple military bases in. So, we've got to get them. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> control over, that leaves out all kinds of countries, including Iraq, Afghanistan, and our own. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, I just mean control <laughs> of, like, where pipelines would be. People are right. totally irrelevant to this whole equation. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. That's why you're there. That's what do people do? That was one of the arguments yeah. in the worst case that I ever Phenomenal. hit, which you guys know about, but I don't think our listeners have heard about, which is the constructively nuke the Panama Canal to widen it. it was one, and they basically, you know, oh, right. and it was the United Nations that should do this. So they said, you know, you're the United <laughs> this is Nations. A debate case. And the debate case was, you're the United Nations. You should constructively nuke the United the, the Panama Canal. And you know the and they and we asked and about by the constructively bomb. We mean these are the bombs with the yeah, helper robots right, inside exactly, them that sort of nuke start, like, exactly. infrastructure. Exactly. They deploy instantly. And the people at the side <laughs> of the uh, the bank and they all look like Yul Brenner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I must build a larger canal. And the and or the, your people cannot go through the canal. And the people at the side of the river, you Let know, the people at the side of the canal. You know, we asked them about that, and what it gets told to them, we were told was, "Hey, we're the Let UN. The it's time for." To move. That's what it was. Hey, we're the UN. No, it's time for you to move. That's it. The Yule Brenner help a robot part. They part the Panama Canal. Part the canal. That had to be Charlton Heston. Oh, yay. And all of the Americans. Yeah, they'll get Charlton Heston to stand in. He'll give him the big arms. There you go. <laughs> big arms. Oh Let my. the Panama Canal be slightly more welcoming to commerce. <laughs> yeah. da -da -da. But then they won't have, they'll have forgotten to call off the nuclear bombing that was constructive and everybody will die. Anyway. Well, that, no, the point was they wouldn't all <laughs> oh, die no, a story because it's constructive. See, I know. that's the key. It's constructive. Right. So it wouldn't kill people right. like that. Plus, we're the That's UN. That's what Iran's build building. It's just a calf. constructive nuclear weapon. It's only for canal widening. That's the <laughs> exactly. only purpose. It's canal widening only. That's all it can be used and for. And the side benefit is that what it cures AIDS. This is irrigation bomb. You see, it, it cracks AIDS. through to the ocean floor <laughs> under a given continent and lets loose more ocean, which we like. It's all yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. We watch the movies. We want it to be real, and it becomes real because we're stupid. Or 85% of us, at least. Did I get on a word <laughs> and we walked into the wrong movie. That's the other problem. That yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Do you we want walk. the world to be THX yeah. 7000 or 568 or whatever the hell it is that you called it? No, that's what also pisses me off about that movie is because I kind of like, you know, I think we could have a benevolent socialism. It just, it doesn't have to be run by robots where that are like into ultimate efficiency or they like grind you up and feed you to other people. It doesn't always have to be that well, way. Well, that's the point. That's just what happens and we'll be able to clone people and eat them. That has nothing to do with <laughs> socialism. Well, that's the thing about, that's that always science. drove me nuts about the science fiction. And this is what Asimov's <laughs> point. conflate those things. This is what Asimov's point was too. Isaac Asimov always said the same thing. It's so irritating that everyone's always just like, oh, robots take over the world, all the world be taken over it's like maybe it doesn't have to be that way like there could be some theoretical alternative right you know 
but it's yeah. always just like maybe robot you could have death. bombs that unleash your Brenner helper robots that help you to have fun and camp and also build this, bridges. This is and the only podcast that has ever mentioned Yule Brenner and constructively directing. nuking the Panama Canal in the same show. I'm I'm very convinced that that's the case. And and he's doing it. To be fair, uh, is Yule Brenner still alive? Can we get him on the show? No. Do you think he's we dead. can do that? Yule Brenner oh, can build a robot that looks can like him and put that on the show. Right. Ooh, say If you're a like Yule Brenner imitator, can we get please an email, email us. <laughs> imitate Yule Brenner. Yeah, um, exactly. There I don't think go. you can bring back robots from the dead. I don't think seances function that way. No, I don't think you need a seance. You just need, like, grease and oil and <laughs> a screwdriver, right? Well, yes, but you're yeah, a fancy easy. guy. That's all you need to build a robot. But Yule Brenner's not a robot. screwdriver manifests right. parts. I mean, to, and then the grease to, and oil makes them slip and slide and puts them together. It's like <laughs> yeah, bricks and mortar. sure. Without bricks. Just a screwdriver. That's fine. Dude, if there's something I'm less than than science it's engineering. <laughs> I'm even less that. So don't even start with me. I mean, there's a reason that I... Look, you know, you know that the only thing you need to fasten like, anything together is basically basically a screwdriver and a lot of duct tape. If you have a screwdriver and lots of duct tape, you can basically repair or put together the majority of the world. Or a staple gun, if you're my father. My father could put together anything with a staple gun, as we've talked about before. So, staple gun, duct uh, tape, I thought you were going for MacGyver there. MacGyver. I was going to say, things. the Wilson School of MacGyver. I was just going to say that. I was just going to yeah. say. Well, MacGyver was huge friend. on duct tape. Yep, duct tape, man. It's huge. He loved duct tape. Yeah. I used to have this friend who would disjointedly insert into conversations. He was a big MacGyver person, and he would just insert into conversations randomly in sort of devious ways, like three random things together at once and expect us to figure out what that meant. And it was always, like, vaguely threatening. What? He'd be like, okay, glue my truck and Captain Hook. And he'd just look what? at you, and that's all he'd say. That would be like the whole sentence. And you're like, and he just that's throws you it in at like the most awkward moment. And it's a like human uh, tow truck. Human tow truck. <laughs> yeah. You put a like hook on the back somebody. of the truck. You glue him, and then you can hook onto the grills of other cars and tow them with you. Why is it vaguely you don't threatening? Have a I'm missing the vaguely threatening part. Yeah, well, this was in high school, and, like, a big hobby of ours in high school was, like, griping about all of the assholes in our grade, so it would just be like, you know, so-and-so, blah, 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 they're a jerk, blah, 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 and then he's like, yeah, well, a gallon of acetone, <laughs> a box of sand. I think I like this guy. And a bus. And it's just like, and we'd all just look blankly at him, and we're like, "What? What is? What does that mean? What does that lead to?" And he's like, "Oh, you know what it leads to? Oh, oh, the uh, uh, the tour bus <laughs> from the video game Revolution X. That right, right, with laser discs. <laughs> How? Do it next exactly. later, hey, baby. You're dead. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. And that's how we get revenge on high school jerks. There you have it. <laughs> you take Aerosmith, awesome. you put great. together LaserDisc really and a bus, and you put all that together, and you got something. I don't know what, but you got something. It's frightening how similar a lot of these sure. concepts are we talked about in the show, because there were totally evil, malevolent robots that you have to kill in the game Revolution X. I mean, they didn't look like Yul Brenner, but come on, that's pretty they good. They look like uh, a Jod, John Aminajad, Jod, the guy's name, whatever he is, I can't remember now. Jod, oh, yeah, that's who, who my high school friend became. He went on to be in Iranian politics. Yeah, I No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bigotry. It all comes together. President of an area <laughs> in Iran and an incompetent American <laughs> president. Was that vague? Mm. Do you think maybe the they elected 2007, him? coming to Just a year near George you. Bush. Wouldn't be able to pronounce the guy's name and look like an idiot. And he's like, we, we gotta kill President Hamana. <laughs> 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 
I'm well, fortunately, he can just refer to him as a terrorist. He can just refer to him as one of the bad guys, so that fits his mantra just fine. He's a bad guy. He's one of the bad he guys. Does. I don't, I don't think he's go. ever said his name. Have you ever heard him say Well, that's why he's I've trying so hard. You've heard this, that he refuses to be in the U.N. building at the same time as the guy. He's like trying. This is like officially published U.S. strategy. Is like they don't want to engage him. And I think that's actually the reason. It's just because he'd have to then say his name. He'd have to like shake his hand or nod to him and be like, Hi there, Mr. Sir, um, Mr. Guy, hey there, guy. I gotta leave. So that's all. It's just social awkwardness. It's not a big political Can you imagine? statement. He's just covering up. It, you guys remember in this in the uh, Justice League, the only way to get rid of Mitzelplick was to speak his name backwards. And if you could get him to speak his name backwards, he would go back to the yes. old. So that's all you have to do. Just get him to say his name backwards. Ah, uh, well, what if I showed you a mirror, Mr. Aminajad? He's like, Dijimina! Oh, you fooled me again, Bush. I must go back to Iran now. And I like the Mixoplick reference. That was Thank cool. You. They actually Mixoplick. put Mixoplick in uh, Smallville, the show that I hate oh my God, but have to do. watch for Superman references. It's not fair. <laughs> and, and it's stupid, because we all know Mixoplick is like some uh, being, some kind of pixie from another dimension. But in Smallville, he's, of course, like just a classmate of Clark Kent. He's just some guy. Whose name, name is Mitzelplick? like Jim Mixelplick. <laughs> and he well, like that's vaguely the whole theory is like Clark Superman Kent. goes to school. It's like it's like, it's like, it's like baby Muppets. But it's Superman. <laughs> it's like everybody exactly. Oh small versions of all of the Superman people. This is great. Exactly they like that see story. Them in high school. Well, how I mean, it in is. the hell that's is the Jim Mixelplick like a <laughs> B student who's gonna like, you know, join the Coast Guard. <laughs> He's gonna become a pixie from another dimension in five that's years. That's what made him an evil super genius. Rename it Baby Superman. Yeah, he got so frustrated Maybe that he couldn't get the names Superman, right. Baby Superman, we're <laughs> exactly. trying to teach you. We're in Smallville. See, they Baby even call it Smallville. Superman, They're getting across. The baby, the baby yep. impression. Um, it's like, like, Superman was kind um, of like, young. <laughs> he lived in Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> and then he found some kryptonite and gave it to Jim Explick. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's wow. great. Well, it's great. If only they made Krypton like the next town baby, over. That would be the next step. Right, of course. It'd be like, and then I have to go to Krypton to mine some coal. And Krypton coal is really dangerous for Superman. And he's mad that his mother keeps yeah. getting him like monogram sweaters with a big letter S on the front. He's like, "Don't do that. I don't want to have another sweater yeah, exactly. with S on it." You know? Yeah. Well, I know when you're upset, Clark, you like to go to your shack of solitude. So maybe you should go there right now and see what happens. And he was on the football team. My God. <laughs> Someday there will be a baby map report, and little animated children will play Oh, us. my God. It'll be great. Yeah, that'll just be the entire show in hyperspeed. It'll be the Chipmunk Eyes version like that of one the show. Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. Exactly. We could release it We now. already gave them yeah. the idea. <laughs> could do it it's tomorrow. Chipmunk That's fantastic. Well, gentlemen, fantastic Ooh. or not, it has come to yeah. that time where yet another hour has concluded oh, with the map report. Thank thank. We want to thank everybody for listening, for as always. <laughs> Please continue There's to spread the word. Please vote for us, do all those things, and please check us out on iTunes, too, by the way, if you haven't. If you want to leave a review for us on iTunes, we'd be most grateful about that as well. And Hey, Clark, what kind of crystal kills a Superman? <laughs> I don't know, Lex, what kind? <laughs> crystal knife! Waka, waka, waka! I hate this show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. 
All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron, or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the Mep Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Mep link on the Mep Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. Just another day away.